Hello and welcome, everyone. This is the future belongs to creators. Uh, I am your one of your co-hosts, Miguel, and I'm here with my normal co-host Charlie and a special guest Ben, who is not Haley. Hello, <laughs> I'm not Haley. Yeah, <laughs> and is more special than me. I'm just normal. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have the novelty factor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we're, we're 12 seconds into this, and I have already put my foot in my mouth, so all right. <laughs> going to be a great episode. <laughs> yes, yeah, setting, setting the tone. All right, well, anyways, uh, I'm really, really excited for today because I just love Q&As in general, which is what we're going to be talking about today, because I feel like instead of hammering on one topic, we can kind of jump around a little bit, and I feel mm-hmm. a little more free and loose, you know, <laughs> so... Uh, we have some specific kind of ideas to dance around, but uh, we also are going to, towards the end, update each other on our side hustles, because I think we all kind of have some updates on on that front on some level. So, all right. Well, first of all, Ben, Charlie, how are you guys? Ben, you're the guest. Why don't you go first? Oh, geez. <laughs> I was going to say ladies first. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing green, as they say uh, at ConvertKit. I'm feeling really good. I had uh, caffeinated coffee today, though. So I'm, yeah, I'm just pumped. And this should be a really good topic. As we'll get into later, I'm not as active in my side hustle, but I still think about it a ton. I don't really have a way to express that. So this will be a, a cool way to express some of that. Um, Charlie, how are you doing? I'm doing well also. Yeah, also doing green according to our traffic light system. And I've sort of shifted gears in my side hustles over the past month and like maybe for the next month as well to work on something that's like a little bit bigger than my regular YouTube video every week. And so, I don't know, it feels good. It feels different. Um, It's been harder than I expected, but we'll get into that later as well. Yeah, feeling good. How about you, Miguel? I am also green. I've been keeping really busy uh, at work, but also... My hobby, which is also kind of like my quasi side hustle, has been really active lately. And I don't know about you, you guys, but uh, when it comes to my hobbies and things that I do on the side, I kind of go through phases of like ups and down when I'm really excited to do stuff. And then there are times where I just like, I kind of hate it a little bit. Like (laughs) I want nothing to do with it. Like I'm actually coming out of a slump because for the about a month ago, if you were to ask me a month ago or further back a few months, you would have asked me, hey, how's the woodworking thing going? And I would have just been like, I don't, I haven't been doing anything. Like there is no sawdust in the garage because I was just kind of over it for a while. Like it was a, and I don't even know exactly why. I mean, it could have been a, a plethora of things, you know, busy with work and I don't really have much left of myself to put into a side hustle. I don't know. I just kind of, you reach a creative dead end sometimes and you're like, well, I've already built everything I can build out of wood in this house. If I do any more, it'll kind of look ridiculous in here. Like you are just in a museum or a showroom of like wooden pieces. Hmm. So there's only so much you can really do before you're kind of overkilling it for your own place. So, you know, I started like make stuff for my mom or a neighbor or whatever, but eventually I'm just kind of like, eh, but Things are picking back up and, um, well, anyways, I don't want to rant too long, but I'll explain why things are picking back up a little later. But how do you guys, how about you guys? Do you feel that way? I really want to say, I love the term, like there's no sawdust in the garage. Can we make that a thing for like, I, my side hustles have been dead for a while. Like I've been working on them. I love that. <laughs> I just, I just really like that phrase and I want to try to use it. <laughs> 
Also, can we just say as well that anyone listening and tuning in live right now, because we do record these shows live at uh, 12.30 Eastern time every Wednesday, if you have questions about your own side hustles, about being a creator, about ConvertKit, whatever you want to do, leave them in the chat right now and we can get to them throughout the show as well. Definitely. Just wanted to make that clear. It's not just us asking each other questions, although we can start there. Um, <laughs> Miguel, you mentioned um, your your side hustle is more of a hobby. I don't know. Like, how, how are you feeling about that? Are you thinking that you want to turn this hobby into something more, something that makes money, something that builds an audience behind it? What's your current state of mind on that? So for the longest time, I have constantly talked myself out of doing anything like that because mm. of the way that I saw it was, okay, if I'm going to make money as doing as a woodworker, then that means I'm going to be, it's going to take a lot of time because someone's going to say, oh, build me a table, build me some chairs, build me this, build me that. And these things take, that's a very labor and time intensive thing. And I don't want to get buried in a bunch of work and I'll get to a point where I'm disillusioned and I already told three people I'm making them something. And so now I'm like kind of like slogging through it and it's just like digging it deeper into a place where I'm like, I really don't want to be doing this right now, but I don't want to leave people hanging. So it was like that barrier to commitment. Hmm. But then, you know, I started thinking about it as if I back up a little bit, what do I always tend to do? And that's when I, when I, when I, build things out of wood is, well, I plan things out. I, I shop for whatever raw material that I need or hardware or whatever it is. So there's a lot of that goes into it. And perhaps that is the part that I can focus on as far as like my quote unquote side hustle, not the actual final product, but rather sharing some of the process and maybe the sharing of that can be the product. So my best tips on what things to buy and not buy, what mistakes mm -hmm. I've learned from, um, what tools you don't want to waste $150 on because it's actually a useless tool or another tool that you have can do the same thing if you just modify it a little bit or use it in a different way. So like stuff like that. So it doesn't have to be a business about like, tell me how big you want your table to be so I can spend all freaking weekend working on something like that. Cause that's, that's not something I want to do. And I, I, I learned that. Have you guys had that experience or similar? Yes, I think I have because I very consciously decided that in my side hustles, I'm not interested in doing design freelance work at the moment. And that's because I do design for my job and I like don't want to use up all my design juice. I just think that the tank would be running empty if I tried to freelance as well. And so I do what it sounds like what you're thinking of doing, Miguel, which is instead create content and things that help other people design things for themselves. You know, uh, I'm teaching people to get better at that. And that's what you would be doing too. You know, if you shared your plans and those tips and things, you'd help people make their own table in the size that they wanted it to be in. <laughs> I'm kind of curious um, because Miguel has outlined kind of what I've experienced in my own side hustle and stuff like that. Like even no matter how much you like something, eventually you kind of get sick of it for at least a certain period. Mm -hmm. And if you are a um, content creator with an audience, you just kind of push through that and keep releasing content on a consistent basis because your audience expects that. And I know that Miguel, you could like keep producing woodwork every week if you wanted to, even if you're not having a great time with it. So my question is then to Charlie is, 
the times where you've been disillusioned with content creation, even if you've mm-hmm. considered it to be really fun in the past, how long do those dips last for you? And do you try and get out of those dips? Is there something you do or do you just like let it run its course or have you thought about just burning it all down during one of those dips? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. There, there honestly has been dark times where I've thought like, why am I doing this? Like why? I, no one make is making me do this. I could just stop, you know, like no one is forcing me. I, that is a choice I have. But then I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I've, I really enjoy it sometimes, you know, <laughs> I've reached burnout with content creation before from like what you said of pushing through and like had to take a forced break from it. And since then, I feel like I've gotten better at knowing when it's time to take a break. It sucks that you have to go through a burnout to learn that, but like, obviously like that just happens sometimes. And I think I've just had to come to terms with the fact that the cost of the long term of like doing this sustainably for a long time, staying interested in it, keeping it being something that I enjoy means I will lack consistency at times. And maybe the YouTube algorithm will not be my best friend at times. Like right now I'm in the middle of a, I think I said before, a two month break from uploading YouTube videos, real making YouTube videos. And I know that when I come back, because uh, I am planning on coming back, that uh, the first few that I upload are probably going to tank because the YouTube al- algorithm will be like, what? We haven't seen anything from this person for a while. <laughs> Does anyone want to see this anymore? I don't know. Let's test it out a little bit. And like, that's okay. That's that's the price that I am paying for taking a break to work on some other things, you know? Um, sucks that that has to be a choice we make, but personally, I think it's a good one. Hmm. That's super interesting because I think I've, uh, just to give you a five second synopsis of my creative stuff is I ran a podcast for two years called Shut Up Brain po- Podcast. Um, then I kind of transitioned to more YouTube stuff. And then earlier in 2021, I was like, fuck all this. I'm not doing anything anymore. <laughs> and so I just, uh, I, I don't do anything anymore when it comes to my side hustle. And I think that is partially because I pushed through a few different burnouts mm-hmm. and, um, and a variety of other factors. I mean, we did go through a big pandemic and stress and whatnot. Yeah. But, you know, that's a little thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is really interesting to me to see both of you, Miguel with kind of a side hustle slash hobby that, no one expects you to produce it um, except for yourself. You're just doing it for your own enjoyment. And then Charlie, on the other hand of it, where you do have an audience um, and how you both deal with the same problem. Mm, good call out. Yeah. Where Where is your head at now, Ben? Like halfway through 2021? Um, are you starting to think about picking something back up again? Yeah, that's the super interesting thing um, is – Probably a few times a week, I'm like, oh man, I want to create a podcast episode or I want to create a YouTube Mm. video. And I always think about that. And that's been happening for the last two months. Like I've been having a big desire to do that. And at first when I had those desires and I started to like play out in my head, okay, I'm actually going to do this. I started to get that bitter feeling that I didn't like, Mm. but now that feeling is not really there. Now I'm just like, I really want to do this, but I'm forcing myself not to. My unofficial timeline is to not produce any content for the rest of this year and then to start again in 2022. But yeah, I'm just not quite sure. And the other thing that I've noticed is with my content, it's a lot of self-improvement stuff. And I just kind of share my own story when it comes to like anxiety and meditation. And I noticed over the past few months when I've been doing things for my own mental health, I've had like, oh, I should share this in my podcast or I had this interesting experience. I want to share this with people. 
and then going, wait, no, this is just for me. Like I can just, hmm. no one knows has to yeah. know this. I can just do this for me. And it's been interesting to realize how I've programmed my brain for content production. Oh yeah. I hear that so much. <laughs> um, ever since I started streaming my design work and like just the response that that got to the stream, like not that I'm getting big numbers or anything, but it's more like a core group of really passionate people will join in my Twitch live streams. And I sort of feel like I want to give them more. And uh, like just this morning, I was working on my Webflow site for a side hustle and I was like, oh man, like I should be streaming this. Should I wait to work on this until I can stream it? You know, like when it's a better time and it feels like a waste to just work on the website without streaming it. <laughs> and I was like, look, look, mate, like if this is when you're feeling compelled to work on this and get it done, just do it and don't worry about that. Like there is always more content to be created, but I've started to think in that way too. It's really interesting that um, that you mentioned that. <laughs> you know, and that's one of the things that I've also noticed is like when I was thinking of, oh, well, what if I, I was courting the idea of what if I made a YouTube video of Ooh. me building this thing and like kind of showing you the step-by-step because -step. I watch a lot of those videos myself. Yeah. Whenever there's like a certain type of thing I want to build, I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this guy build it for 15 minutes on YouTube just so I can like maybe steer clear of some of the pitfalls and save mm -hmm. myself some time mistakes, having to go buy more wood because I cut it wrong or whatever. And uh, then I think about that and then like, this is already going to take all weekend enough setting up a shot yeah. and then like moving the camera and making sure it's like that people can see what I'm doing and then like providing the proper commentary. And then like, I have no, no experience like really making a YouTube video. So then I just like, instantly talk myself out of it. Cause I'm just like, Oh, I'm going to take this thing that I already feel like takes a long time to do. And then like triple it in length. No, thanks. I'm just going to build the thing and tell people I did it and share a photo when I'm done. Best I can do. It's like that, that meme of, uh, of the, the, the pond people. Yeah. It's like best I can do is before and after photo. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> it started out with me thinking, Oh, I've even actually filmed a few things and I've like got like 30 minutes into it. And I'm just like, Fuck this. That's right. Second F-bomb. <gasps> I'm done. This is rated R now. Hey, Haley leaves us for one episode and things just go wild. <laughs> and then and then the shit hits the fan. <laughs> oh, no. An S-bomb. No, too, no. Shit, shit is okay for PC. Okay, okay. okay. It's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. To get us back on the rails, I guess, or at least attempt to. <laughs> Okay, so something I also deal with is I can very easily talk myself out of a lot of things because even though I'm a really motivated person, I do procrastinate and I can be lazy at times, especially when there's no one, no outside external factors like making me do something, no imposed deadlines or anything like that. When is this feeling of like, oh, no, I, that's too much work. It's going to prevent me from making it, you know, making the woodworking thing or whatever. When is that a gut instinct you listen to? And when is it one that we should push through and like, you know, to make the thing happen, to serve our future selves? I don't know, any thoughts? That's like such a tough question. Like for mm -hmm. me, the, the end goal, I think for a lot of creators is, uh, I started most of my creative endeavors when I had a job I didn't really like. I'm like, okay, this could eventually be my full-time gig. And then if the money doesn't come right away, as it often doesn't, you have to start kind of shifting your mentality. Well, like, well, maybe I'm just doing this to help people. That that that's a really good question, Charlie. Like, when do you push through that that, that feeling? 
We don't have to have an answer either, by the way. I just wanted to call it out as like a, this is a, a tension point, right? That we have to be aware of as creators is not to let ourselves get lazy mm-hmm. at times. Cause there's sometimes when you need to take a break for self-care, for mental health, to avoid burnout. And there's sometimes when you have to push through if it's truly something you want to achieve. And it's hard to know what the difference is and when you should push and when you shouldn't. Yeah, that's like a question I've been dealing with my personal life for like the last six months. And like, I'll think about like, oh man, I, I should probably go to the gym. I said I was going to do it this many times this week, but I'm like, mm. I'm not feeling it. And my leg is a little sore. Like, should I push it? And I feel like I'm starting to come up with rules for myself. Like, mm. okay, if I'm not like actually sick, like I could probably do this. I don't have to kill this workout, but I could, I could do it. And I think you don't have to kill every piece of content. You can just produce it. Yeah. For the habit and the motivation purposes of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Do you have any rules like that, Charlie, or, or even Miguel? Yeah. I feel like when I, when I'm trying to control behavior of mine that I don't like, I try to set like predetermined rules. I feel like that is usually kind of, cause I, then I've, I'm kind of holding myself accountable to myself. So if I try to nip those things in the bud, I usually, I, I use a similar approach as you, Ben. But like, I, I agree with what you said. I, and I like what you said about not, not everything has to be like this. Not every video you do, not every, whatever it is that you do has to be the absolute best thing you've ever done to date. That's an impossible thing that you are, you, you're inevitably going to be disappointed in yourself if that is, if that is your goal. Like there's no freaking way you set a new world record for best video you've ever made every time you make a video. Like right. it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, one thing I want to kind of jump in, this is like, <laughs> this is my outlet because I don't have a podcast. This is like a mini podcast within a podcast right now, like mini shut up. We're, we're, we're your therapists. It's fine. <laughs> but, no, I think Ben's our therapist. Isn't that the way it works? Yeah. <laughs> we're all each other's therapists. <laughs> that sounds very dangerous. Okay. <laughs> Continue, Ben. There is this one idea I've been liking. I read a book last year called um, Thinking in Bets, Making Smarter Decisions When You Don't Have All the Facts. It's by Annie Duke, who is a... Um, a world like poker champion or something. And she talks about with, um, with poker, it's basically a game of making decisions all of the time. So you have a hand and it's basically, okay, is this hand more likely to win or more likely to lose? And if you can make enough good decisions, then you will make money. And I've found that to be a very helpful framework for my own decisions. Like, okay, if I, I don't want to go to the gym right now, but if I don't go to the gym, is that going to lead, lead most likely to a good outcome or a bad outcome? Mm. And that has like allowed me to cut through some of the like lazy Ben attitude and be like, well, most likely if I go to the gym, it'll most likely be a good outcome. There is like a 10% chance I might like injure myself really bad. It'd be really bad, but that's very unlikely. So that's been helpful. Check out that book if you're interested. I just wrote that down. I definitely want to read that book. That sounds really interesting. Um, my The only mental model I can think of that, to share really here is that I try and move something forward for my side hustles every single weekday. And I surround myself. I'm like looking around. I have my... Um, analog note cards from Ugmonk in front of me. I have my- Oh, look at me, look at me. me there too. we go, there we go. I have my bullet journal. Like I, I have things in view all the time of like stuff I could be doing on my side hustles so that I'm never having to like sit and question, okay, well, what I need to do then? You know, like, okay, yeah, I should do something. I don't know what to do. That can't be an excuse. There's a list right in front of me. I can just pick the easiest thing on it and do that and make sure I'm doing at least one thing every single day. 
that's really the way I've been approaching it lately, especially when motivation has been hard, has just been, okay, the train is moving at a much slower pace than we would prefer it to be, but at least it's still <laughs> moving forward and it's not like stuck in the station. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's no sawdust in the garage or mm -hmm. whatever the phrase was from before. <laughs> <laughs> so actually I have two questions for both of you. Um, okay. How important are longer term goals and how often do you think about them? Like for Miguel, obviously there's a skill when it comes to woodworking and maybe you have a goal of crafting. I can't think of a famous woodworking thing, um, but a really nice chair. Or I was going to say an Eames chair. Can you, yeah. can you woodwork an Eames chair? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you guys have goals, long-term goals that you think about, or are you mainly more in the trenches most of the time? I'll start. And it's not actually a direct answer to your question um, because it's, it's not very yes or no for me. I just listened to several podcasts um, and about like, you know, some of them are political and whatnot, but one of the ones that I listened to is actually the one with Rain Wilson and, and, Reza Aslan, the one is called, uh, oh shoot, what are they? I, I'm blanking right now. I don't know it either. I'll think of it in a second. It's okay. But it basically, it's the, guy, it's the guy that plays Dwight Schrute. That's who Rain Wilson is. It's called Metaphysical Milkshake. That's what it's called. And I love that podcast. And they kind of just tackle sort of like big overarching questions about uh, maybe things that aren't necessarily like quantifiable. They had a guest on there who's uh, like a social psychologist and- one of the things that they said that really stuck with me, uh, she said, sometimes we start thinking about the future so much, but you don't know what the future is going to be. So then you get frustrated and you get anxious because you don't know how to prepare for something that you don't know that will happen. And then some of us look too far back and um, you get stuck because you're constantly like rethinking the past or reliving the past. And um, the only thing you can actually take action on is the present. So... You can have a bunch of goals for the future, um, but that's assuming that a set of things goes the way that you assume that they're going to. And when they don't, your ability to pivot in the moment really kind of determines whether or not you're headed towards success or not. And I just thought that was really interesting because like my partner, she likes to, she's a big planner for the future. And I'm very much an in the moment kind of person. Um, so we work really well with each other because she kind of like, you know, she's the person on the top of the mast looking at the horizon, kind of making sure we're not going to run into the wrong thing or an iceberg or whatever. But I'm, you know, kind of the person that's just kind of like loaded the ground and just like making sure the ship's working kind of a thing. So it kind of works out for our dynamic. And so all of that to say, I don't have a lot of long-term plans as a result. I just kind of have like a general idea of the direction I want to move in. But like, as far as like specific action items outside of like a to-do list that I make, because I tend to forget things and I just, I live to check the box next to a to-do list item. Like, Same. oh my God, that's like, that's like the, like mental dopamine endorphins. <laughs> oh yeah. I get, I get a solid dopamine hit from just getting to exit out, you know? So that's kind of how I keep myself accountable to what I want to do. And like, otherwise I just forget things. But outside of that, you know, when somebody asks you the question, what's your big five-year plan? I'm, I just freeze. I'm like, mm. I don't know, dude. Like how it is, how can anyone have that plan? Like <laughs> what kind of a psychopath has everything played out for like five years? And then I go and I'm like, well, here's my five-year plan. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go with our, our coworker, Steven, who's got his entire life planned out for the next 15 years. So oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I feel like, first of all, I really like that answer, Miguel, and I think that's really good perspective. Um, 
I don't have plans for the future. It's more like I have goals for what I want my life to be and Mm. what I want to be doing, how I want to be spending my time. And I try and make decisions in the present that will help get me closer to that end goal. Mm. And I feel like my future plans, I did used to spend way too much time thinking in the future, um, like you were saying, Miguel. And I think it's because I was treating it as if it had a timeline of reaching this, this goal, this end state, you know? Whereas now I feel like I'm much more loose with it in that I'm like, I know that this, like state of living that I want to be in, it's going to happen for me eventually. And maybe it won't happen until I'm like 60 years old, but I know it's going to happen eventually. And that's what I'm working towards. And if I can work hard now and make it happen sooner, that's great. If the decisions I make to reference what you were saying, Ben, about the poker book, if they all line up and lead to that happening faster, then that's awesome. And I would prefer it if it happened faster, but yeah, it's more about knowing what I want the end point to be, but being a bit more flexible in what the journey is that I take to get there and just trusting that I'm trying to pick the right direction at any one time. If I find I've made the wrong choice, uh, that's okay. I can like change path and uh, turn off and and try head towards it again. Mm. What about you? I think I'm pretty futuristic. If you've ever taken the strengths finder um, assessment, like futuristic is one of my things. I'm constantly thinking about the future, but I'm trying to live much more in the present, more like uh, Miguel and being more, paying more attention to like my small decisions, like you were saying, Charlie, like, hey, is this decision helping me move forward in the right direction? And I think a part of that is because I don't have a lot of long-term goals right now. Like maybe six months in the future, I want to do X, Y, or Z. But yeah, not a whole lot of long-term goals. And and I'm enjoying it a lot because that's not typically what I've had in my life. Uh, Normally, I'm much more like, hey, I want to hit this goal. I want to do 100 podcast episodes. I want to generate this much revenue. And just instead focusing in uh, goals that are achievable in the moment. Like my biggest goals for most of my hobbies and stuff like that is to enjoy it while I'm doing it. Like you can see a cello, Mm, cello back there. Like it's very easy to practice the cello for 45 minutes an hour and hate every second that you're doing it because it's so challenging. But you can also play for 45 minutes an hour and really enjoy it too. It's just it's just a puzzle. And so you can decide how you want to take that puzzle. And so I'm really doing a lot of work on myself to enjoy enjoy the moment when I'm in it, even if it's a difficult moment. I really like that. We've had um, Shikar say in the chat that they just make plans for the next three months, so quarterly, because it's easier to set goals that way without slacking too much. I like that approach. Um, I tried to do that for a couple of years, but I found that I just way overcommitted myself every single quarter. I don't know why. I've been making YouTube videos for nearly eight years, and still I have not learned the limits of like my free time and what I can actually <laughs> achieve on the side of working like quite a challenging day job. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, I'm constantly disappointing myself with the deadlines I set with my side hustles. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I'd have my book written by now, y'all. It is nowhere close to being written. Oh, famous, famous writer's block. <laughs> is it a writer's block or is it like lack of time or is it lack of motivation? It's lack of motivation. I haven't even attempted to write anything for like two months. I completely shifted track to like things that were more achievable in the short term because this book project just felt so large and complicated and I don't know it's like completely new to me to attempt to write a book and so there's so much that I don't know that I just felt like I sunk into my comfort zone of of what I do know and I don't know I was a little disappointed in myself for that to start with but I'm working on the second season of my interview podcast right now and really enjoying it so 
I, that's okay. Um, but I do know that writing the book is something I want to do and that I sometimes feel guilty about it because I'm like, I'm letting my future self down by not working on this right now, you know, because it is going to take a long time. It's not something I can just be like, right, I'm going to do it this weekend and get it done. And so I need to be putting in like the hours to, to build it up. Um, I, yeah, I don't have a good solution or a, a nice bow to wrap up on this just to say that I have sucked at writing my book so far this year. <laughs> so procrastination always often gets a, a bad rap. But actually, mm -hmm. like a lot of the times procrastination for me is I don't know where to start. And then once mm -hmm. I like get a runway and I know what to do, everything sort of kind of tends to fall into place because I build momentum and I'm just like, okay, cool. I know what I'm doing. Then I'm, I'm reaching the end of this, which means that now this other thing is possible. So I'll, I'll move into that when I'm done and then sort of so on and so forth. But I find myself kind of procrastinating things, um, with, uh, my hobbies or my work or whatever, because I just kind of don't know where to begin. Because hmm. it's kind of like that that feeling you have when there's like a blank canvas in front of you and someone just says, draw something. You're like, well, what do you want me to draw? You want me to draw a fish? Do you want me to draw a house? What do you want me to draw? Like if you narrow the scope a little bit, then you kind of like, you, you your mind has sort of a, a path to go down. But if you have hmm. complete 100% open possibility, I feel like that's the moment that I freeze up the most. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I don't I don't know what to do. A good friend of mine, he actually is a excellent artist. He's a muralist and he's done tons of giant murals um, around town. And one of the most gifted artists that I've ever seen, and he can do all kinds of different stuff. But and I was talking to him about this. I was saying, you know, is it since you're an artist and people expect that of you, if I were to just give you a blank sheet of paper and say, draw me something cool, like, do you have problem getting started? And he's like, that is terrifying. Don't ever say that. Don't ever give me a job with that description. I was like, I will know. Like, so it just felt nice. I'm like, even this guy who like literally like he's an artist, yeah. his artistry pays his bills. And he still is just like dreads just complete freedom like that. Like if someone wants you to do a mural and they say, do something, you know, with animals or whatever, it's like, at least, you know, he's kind of like moving in that direction, but just like paint something cool. And it's two stories tall. He's like, dear God. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. I think what's also interesting, I don't know if there's a question, but just an observation is the unconscious judgments that we can place on ourselves when we oh, have yeah. a task ahead of us that we know we can accomplish. Like, you know that you can write 500 words today if you wanted, but the fact that you are choosing not to like, and the judgment that you are placing on yourself because of that, I know that was a burden for me that led to to burnout for sure is because like every day that I didn't do X, Y, or Z, I'd be like, well, I'm probably a bad person because I didn't produce this and I know I can produce this. Um, the mental health side of things of being a content creator is probably even more fascinating than creating the content uh, itself because they say that like starting a business or starting being a creator, it, it makes you a different person by, by doing it and hopefully a better mm. person. It's like a growth thing. Do you, do you experience that, Charlie? Yeah, I think um, I feel like I'm having a like a moment of realization as you're saying that, Ben. I think I might be slightly self-sabotaging a little bit in not progressing with my book. And I think it's because um, in a past life, like let's say 10 years ago, I ran a clothing company and it started off with a bang. It was like super popular on Tumblr back in the day. I think we've <laughs> talked about um, my, my clothing company on the show before, but yeah, I was selling t-shirts all over the world and it was going well, 
but the more I like, I felt like the harder I tried with it and like the harder I tried to make, make a really cool collection with a theme that ran through it, that I got less and less sales. And so I was mm. like, this sucks. Like I'm putting more effort into this and it's like bombing, you know, by the end, the last collection I released hardly got any sales. And I think that I'm a little part of me is like, well, if you never finish this book, you never have to be disappointed by the lack of sales <laughs> that you may or may not get with it, you know? So I think there's probably a bit of that in there. And I don't think that's valid. I think I have a good audience for marketing design. I think that I, you know, I, I made a digital product last year. I sold a font and it did like well in my book. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think it's valid, but I think that's where it, it may be a little bit of self-sabotage coming from. Interesting. Shit. <laughs> are you, are you uh, working with a coach or anything like that? Like a writing coach or? No, anything? it might help me if I did write. Um, I, w I do want to work with an editor on it, but I feel like I want to, I want to get my thoughts in order first and like get my first draft written, you know, and then I want to go to someone else and be like, help me restructure this, make this better, that sort of thing. But maybe I need to talk to someone sooner. I don't know. <laughs> it's that Homer Simpson quote, right? It was like uh, when he's talking to Bart and he says, you tried and you failed, boy. The lesson is never try. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That is the lesson I took from my clothing company. Um, and that is not the lesson I intend to pass on to everyone. <laughs> that is not the lesson. Do not take that mm -mm. with you. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to talk about before we wrapped up, um, talking about when I was talking earlier before about uh, finding the thing about what you do and maybe making that the product instead of the end product itself. Yep. I was trying to like think of other places where this has happened. And I thought of two really good examples. Um, one of them is MailChimp. MailChimp was originally a web design company. What? Yeah, but they weren't called MailChimp. The guy who started MailChimp and his, and his partner were originally web designers. And they had this like tool on the side that would like send emails like uh, for, for their customers as like a one-off thing. And they would pay for it like by, via like, per send rather than like a monthly subscription. And it was like this little thing on the side that they, when they looked at the numbers, they saw that their web design company, even though like it would bring in twenty thirty thousand $30,000 every time they completed a contract, actually wasn't really paying the bills really well. And the one thing that was growing was the interest in this like mail thing that they had. And eventually they said, well, okay, so when you look at the charts and the numbers, the one thing that we're doing that's growing is this mail thing. And then it was a hard sell for them because at the end of the day, MailChimp was making them hundreds of dollars, whereas compared to $30,000 a pop, you wouldn't think that that's the thing you want to focus on. But it mm. was the thing that was growing. So then they stopped doing web design and just focused on the MailChimp thing and well, the rest is history. They're, they're huge now, valued, I think, at over $4 billion or something like that. And another example was Slack. Uh, the guy who started Slack was originally a game designer and Slack was just like this tool that they built in-house so they could communicate more easily between each other. And they brought, he brought it over from several different companies as like this like in internal communication tool. And eventually it got to the point where they were like, wait, this weird thing that we made so we could all chat with each other and work together, this is the thing that people want. They don't want the game that I, I'm designing. Mm this tool eventually became what it is today. And I think recently Slack got bought out by Salesforce for mm -hmm. lots and lots of money. Um, so all that to say is like the thing that you're working on 
it might be a piece of what you're working on that might actually be the thing that you might want to focus on. And that's what I realized is I was on Etsy early in the morning on, on Sunday, just like looking around, seeing what like people are making out of wood or whatever. And I realized that, okay, so if I wanted to make a wood bench, uh, like a workbench for my saw, I could either pay someone a bunch of money to make me one. I could make one myself, um, go through the design process, all that. Or I could go on Etsy and people just sell the plans, like 10 bucks a pop, $10. And here's here's a plan. When you go to Lowe's or Home Depot or wherever you go to buy the, your stuff, you go there. This is how many of everything you need to buy. So no return trips to the store. This is exactly how long you have to cut everything. So basically it's all spelled out for you. And $10 to save you all that time is well worth the money. Yeah. So when you think about it, if I was just making workbenches for people, yeah, I could be making workbenches and selling them at six, $700 each every time I make one. Or I could just sell the plans for that same workbench on Etsy at $10 a pop. And you see how many sales uh, have happened on Etsy. So I'm like, this person has sold this $10 plan 8,700 times. They've made Whoa. almost 90 grand off of something they designed one time. And now they just sit back and take and laugh all the way to the bank. So I'm like, wait a minute. That's amazing. Well, I need to rethink what I think my side hustle needs to be. My side hustle doesn't need to be. And that solves my other problem, which is, ah, shit, I'm stuck. You know, all freaking my weekends chewed up. I was going to go to the beach, but with, with my wife and my friends, but no, I'm not going to do that now because somebody purchased a workbench for me and I'm on the hook for 600 bucks. Yeah. I would say one caveat I want to say with this line of thinking is, just because it's the thing people are interested in doesn't mean it's the thing you're interested in doing or like focusing on. Good point. Because that's what happened to me with um, like, every time I upload a software tutorial video, it gets way more views and everything else. So if I like followed the numbers and was being smart about it, like from that sense, I should make software tutorials. I should make a course about using this piece of software. But that's not what my end goal is, you know, talking about this future state of what I'm doing and how I'm living, what I'm sharing, what I'm talking about, how I'm spending my day. That's not what I want to be doing. And so I don't want to go down that path. And so I'm going to see it, recognize it, and make the choice to go in a different direction. So that's an option too. But um, I like what you're saying, Miguel. Though. No, you're right. It, it is a good point. You're totally right. <laughs> I actually hate making plans. Most of the time, oh, no. I don't. Most of the time, I don't wow, make you convinced Miguel to just... Throw away the side yeah. hustle immediately. <laughs> That's not, again, wasn't my intention. I'm just saying like, most of the time I don't make plans. Most of the time I just do it in my head. Uh -huh. And admittedly, you make more mistakes that way. But um, the way my mind works is like, I'm not going to spend hours and hours and hours making a plan or I could just kind of like figure it out as I go just because I'm impatient. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just like, I guess a character flaw of mine that I need to work on. But <laughs> if I actually took the time to make the plan, it would be something I don't necessarily like to do, but it could it could possibly be a passive source of income for me. Yep. So that yep. might make me want to do the thing I don't want to do, as long as it's not something I have to keep doing in perpetuity. And mm -hmm. that's why it was mm -hmm. nice, because it's like, I just make it one time and then, you know, people can buy it or not. And if they stop buying it, oh, well. Or if they never buy it, oh, well, you know, it was an experiment, but. yeah. I think I absolutely want to see you do this, Miguel. I think it, it, it sounds like a great idea. What were you going to say, Ben? Uh, I cannot remember. I, so. Must have been important, Ben. <laughs> sorry. No, it's all On right. that note. Yeah. <laughs> End this podcast with a whimper. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this was a lot of fun. Um, I, uh, 
I'm really glad that uh, you were able to make it, Ben. And Charlie was almost not able to make it. Charlie actually, she texted me a picture of her on her scooter saying, I'm almost back home. Don't worry, I'm going to be there. So it was really fun to see that. So I was pulling for you, but I was like, I hope she's not rushing too much. So Well, the scooter goes like 20 kilometers an hour. It was great. Oh, man. Well, all right, folks, I will see you next week. Probably not Ben, though, unless you just feel like coming by. Probably Open not. invitation. If you ever want to come by, Ben, you're always a blast to have on. So. Awesome. Thank you. And we're, yeah. we are here as your therapists if you need to unload again. <laughs> Perfect. Thank and you. And we would like you to be here to be ours. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Have a nice rest of your week. Take care and uh, see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Future Belongs to Creators. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe so that new episodes appear in your podcast feed every week. And while you're at it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. If you want to join us live for the next recording, you'll find us on ConvertKit's YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash ConvertKit every Wednesday at 1230 Eastern. This show, like everything we do at ConvertKit, is made for creators by creators. We're on a mission to help creators like you earn a living online, and we make software that helps you build and connect with an audience of loyal fans. ConvertKit is the best way to launch or grow your next creative project. So to start building your audience, go to convertkit.com free and create a free account. We're looking forward to helping you on your creator journey.